Yeah, I, I belong in this stage. <laughs> so who's the sh who is the short, fat, dumpy guy on the end? Amanda, welcome to Fort Wayne. Thank you. It's uh, awesome to be here. I hope we're going to continue to make you feel welcome. Uh, so what happened? You, you became aware of the book. You read the book. Somebody told you about the book. What sparked the interest that became the film? Um, well, I worked in the Trump administration uh, for three years. I was at the State Department in the White House. So I was actually friends with a lot of people that were really terribly affected by the Russia hoax. Um, obviously, guys like Devin Nunes went through the ringer from uh, the, the lies about the Russia hoax. But I mean, some of the people that worked in the administration, I mean, you have to realize they looked at all of us like we were working for a Russian asset. And so therefore, we were traitors too. So um, there was friends of mine that were, were being... Uh, circled, uh, singled out by the, the left-wing press and uh, because they were doing their jobs and they were telling the truth and they were doing what they were supposed to be doing. So um, I became aware of it that way. Um, Lee Smith was kind of the author of the book, which is amazing. You have to read the book as well. Um, he uh, was the only journalist following this and telling the truth. And so I got to see the book in manuscript form. Um, Cash Patel drove it to my house and handed it out the window of his car. And I was like, okay, I got the manuscript. And he's like, okay, you got to give it back in 12 hours. And I'm like, got it. I think um, I saw this on 24 one time. Yeah, it was, it was, that's what it was like. And he was on his way to hockey practice. I was like, when you're not working in the White House, you're like going yeah, playing sure. hockey. All right. Um, and so I read it and I, I was like, yeah, they're right. We have to do this. And they, they came, my friends had kind of come to me and they were like, you know how to make movies, right? Like we got to make this into a movie. And I was like, well, I don't really do that anymore. I work here in the government, yeah. but it was, so I resigned and made the movie um, really fast. Uh, it was an insane timeline. So is, is a lot of what you're experiencing, you and your friends, inside the Beltway, was it very similar to what she experienced where she had reporters sitting next to her? They had their pre-planned stories. They were going to bring down the president no matter what. They just had to find a vehicle to try to do it, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the reporters would come after us, too. I mean, the reporters, uh, they went after cash. They went after anybody in the administration that was effective. Um, they wanted, and, and that was all just to get at the president. I mean, I know no administration would the press, the Washington Post, be going after low-level staffers. Um, and they do it in a way where they, even if they have nothing on you, they just try to embarrass you out. Mm -hmm. And this is something that we saw once the the, the heroes, like Devin and, and company, started uh, un, unfolding all of this. That's what they did to him, too. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a racket. Um, so that's, yeah, I mean, that is definitely what I, what I saw in there. So do you think, and, and Kayla and I, we're in local media, uh, and we're, we're connected to that and, and we watch it from here, but I'm often wondering about people like you and people in an administration that if you're sitting there saying, how on earth can we break through this brick wall of the CNNs and the NBCs? How can we break through that and actually get what we know to be true? out to the people. How do we do that? Well, I knew that a movie was the right way to do it. I mean, I'm partial because I come from Hollywood, so don't hold that against me. Um, yeah, your dad's kind of known. My so. dad is like the only conservative filmmaker, uh, which is amazing. He did um, a lot of uh, movies that people in the military are very fond of, people on our side are very fond of. He wrote Apocalypse Now, and um, Red, he directed Red Dawn and Conan the Barbarian, and like all these like, great 80s You've heard movies. those, right? Yeah. <laughs> so he's, I was raised somewhat correctly, even though I was in Los Angeles. Um, 
And but I know that you know I really I went to the USC film school, which is the same film school he went to. So I mean I am trained in making movies. That's the sort of difference between me and I think a lot of the people on the right that want to get these stories out is that you know, one of the things the right needs to do more is is focus on the culture. Mm-hmm. We actually need people that can make movies or else we can't complain when the left is the only ones that put this stuff out yeah. in, um, in Hollywood. And the reason, going back to what you asked, the reason that I knew a movie would be the correct way to correct the record is it lasts longer than articles. It's like a time capsule. If we correct the record about Russiagate at least in this movie, mm-hmm. whether it succeeded or not, it couldn't be erased. Um, and luckily, it succeeded. Um, it went. It did really well. It was the number one documentary of 2020, but the press won't tell you that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the numbers on Amazon don't lie. Um, and uh, so it's it's really good that that many people were able to see it and see truly see an irrefutable um, tale that this this Russiagate hoax was was not true, and that Devin Nunes um, bravely broke the whole thing open. Did you ever get censored? Oh, yes. Um, so when we first put it out on Amazon, they did something that our distributor has never seen before, which is they held it back for t- like 12 days, and this was in the run-up to the 2020 election. So you know they wanted to hold it till after the election. So the only way we got it out is that conveniently I had um, – a lot of press coming out about it. And one of that, one of those pieces of press was the Hollywood reporter called and asked Amazon, why are you holding this movie? So you, I'm, I'm like amazed. I mean, Hollywood reporter was very fair to us. And a lot of Breitbart, a lot of these organizations reached out and said, why is this movie being held? And then conveniently the next day, it magically appeared. Ta-da. Yeah. <laughs> What film are you doing next? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't usually say because then I'll I, like I did this one in secret and it it that worked so I'm gonna try and do that again but I will say I'm obviously gonna work with Lee Smith again mm-hmm. yeah. and I can say that I think the, one of the movies that we're working on will definitely have something to do with China. Mm. So I wanted to kind of piggyback off of something you said because I feel like I get this question a lot and as Pat pointed out we're just you know we're in the local media we're not exactly the big dogs or running with the big dogs but it is how and you, and you said it you know in terms of pop culture you know how do conservatives break out and get their message heard because right now if you ask me the Democrats have a hold of that messaging with athletes with music with most movies uh, the exception of yours with a lot of social media with big tech big corporations it, you know not all of us are film directors, you know, but how do people even like with Pat and I, all of us sitting here today, what would be your best advice to try and break through that narrative? Uh, don't give your kids a hard time if they want to go to film school. Um, <laughs> and no, it's you're going to hear it and you're going to be like, oh, this is communist hellhole. We yeah. can't go there. Mm-hmm. We have to go or else no one else is going to tell yeah. the stories. I mean, you have to remember movies are America's most important export. Like really the Cold War was won with culture. Mm-hmm. And these are national security issues. And I I say that not because those are the two things I work in, like movies and national security, but um, um, it is really important. When when the story that America is telling the world is that America is the worst place in the world and and it's terrible and it's racist and it's all these things, that is dangerous. I mean, that's really bad. Our enemies couldn't make better propaganda against us than we make about ourselves. I think what you're saying there, like don't stop your kids from learning how to make films or learning how to write editorial. Yeah, like let your kids be artists because yeah. I think that there's a there's this thing that 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 came around in like the 80s and 
decades that got pushed, which was this idea that if you came from a small town or you came from Amer like mid America, that you couldn't be an artist and that you um, and that this was something that was reserved just for like the decadent cities. And that's not true. There's there's nothing that like that doesn't make any sense at all. Like there's there's storytellers everywhere, and it's very important that we do that, especially when you know the traditional way of having a successful career, going to Ivy League schools and all this. Like it's clearly that is disintegrating. Yeah. So um, I I would say you know you don't have to be a left wing communist to be good at messaging and art. I think it, it's it's we can do it too. We yeah. should. We have to. Well, what, what I'm what I'm afraid of. Of is with things like with the arts or with print or whatever. If we exclude ourselves, okay, they don't stop me from writing something. They don't stop Kayla from saying something on her blogs. They don't stop you from making a film. But if we, out of fear, boycott ourselves out of connectedness to the community, we can sit there and scream and say, well, they've cut us off. Sometimes we cut us off. Mm -hmm. yeah. We need to stop doing that. No, that's absolutely true. We, I mean, and, and telling the truth is the most important thing that we can do. And I think that's what was so amazing about what Devin did and then Lee Smith telling the truth about what he did. And it's telling the truth is infectious. And, and that's what enabled me to make the movie and, and affect so many other people. And I've, you know, it's, it's, everybody has to do it in their own way. You, you had read the book. And so you knew the book, you became real acquainted with the story, you had been inside the administration in the State Department. So when you started the movie, was there ever a point in the production that you said, okay, let's don't do this. They're not oh, yeah. Do this. I mean, and then, yeah. And, and then what crossed the point in the filmmaking when you said, come hell or high water, we're doing this? Well, the whole time, I mean, the whole time, there was no stopping it. Like, I already, I mean, I had no other thing to do. Like, I quit my job. Like, I gave up everything, and I was like, we're making a movie, whether it works or not. But, um, no, there was plenty of times where I was like, why are we doing this? I mean, my partners would write me, because we, we edited the movie out of D.C., so we could hide and potentially not get, <laughs> everyone was getting a little paranoid by the editing process. Um, the editor was, like, convinced that, like, James Comey was going to come kill us all or something. And I was like, dude, like, they're not going to kill you. They're going to kill me. That could be the next relax. film. Right. Yeah. The plot against me. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm. I'll, I'll wait on that one yet. But um, no, I mean, there, we realized this was the thing that made us really tell the story. Is you know, we were getting these amazing interviews. Like I went and hung out, obviously, with the congressman, and but with other people, people that the news media has not bothered to talk to. And I was like, these are incredible stories I'm hearing. The story about the unmasking, about how General Flynn's team which you will see in the movie. I don't know if you guys have seen the movie yet, but you'll see it next. Um, but this is an incredible story from first-person accounts about how they discovered the unmaskings, and it's the most thrilling thing you've ever heard. It's like a real spy thriller. And I'm like, how am I the... I'm not a journalist. Like, how am I the only person trying to get this story? And I'm, and that's why I realized, I was like, I, I'm the only one that's doing this. Like, yeah. we have to finish this. We have to do it. Because the press, even the right-wing press, wasn't telling the story the way that they needed to. I mean, especially the thing about, you know, um, with all 65 witnesses in the Russiagate hoax admitting under oath that they had no evidence of Russian collusion. Every news outlet should have opened their shows sure. with that information because every day for years it was pounded into our head that there was Russian collusion. So therefore, the, the response from the right should have been, 
Hi, welcome to Hannity. Today, we're going to remind you that 65 people said under oath there was no collusion, and now on to the news of the day. Yeah. But they didn't do that. Yeah. So yeah, somebody had to. That's amazing. <laughs> you know, uh, in, in just a little bit, we're going to see the film, and uh, Devin Nunez is going to come up here with you and get us introduced to that. But the thing that I am struck with is this, um, and as Kayla said at the beginning, um, ours is not a religious radio station, and mine is not a Christian program, but sometimes Jesus sneaks his way in. And I will tell you that I believe, for what you're about to see, I believe with the input and, and the promise from Lee Smith's book, with the encouragement from somebody like Devin Nunez, and with you and your giftedness and knowing from your dad, this is how you do this, I think that you were placed here for such a time as this. And I really mean it. Amanda Milius, everybody. Thank you. Watch this right here.